Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hi, everybody. It is Eric from The One You Feed, and I am back with another mini-episode. So this mini-episode is about setbacks and disappointments. So one of my favorite quotes is by Chris Brogan. He's a guest we had on earlier, and it says, A setback is not permission to abandon your plans. And I think that a lot of times when we get setbacks, it tends us, it tends to send us off into uh, speculating about things versus just sticking to the plan. So I'm going to share a couple examples from my own life and some some ways that I've dealt with it. So uh, a few days ago, we got 
news that a guest that had confirmed to be on the show was not going to be able to make it, and it was someone I had really wanted on the show and was really excited to get on. And um, so I was disappointed. I had a reaction. I don't know. For me, disappointment sort of feels like a mildly sick feeling in my stomach and a, and a tightness in my chest, um, which is completely normal reaction to when things aren't, when you, when you get news that you don't want or you get a disappointment or a setback, that, that initial feeling is perfectly normal and natural. But it's what happens next that tends to go wrong for me and for a lot of people, I think. And it's where we start to construct meaning out of what this event is. Um, we start projecting or doubting ourselves. Um, and we're making up stories at this point. But what actually happened in this case was that a guest that I wanted to be on the show who confirmed was unable to make it at this point due to other commitments in their life. That's the factual statement of what happened. But it doesn't mean that that guest will never be on the show. It doesn't mean that the next person I ask is going to say no. It doesn't mean that we're not making progress or that we're stupid or that we're wasting our time or that this sort of thing always happens to us or all the other things that is easy to spin off of a disappointment that we get in our lives. I started a solar energy company. It's been about five years ago, as some of you know. And one of the things that I learned by doing that is that starting anything new is going to create hundreds, possibly thousands of these moments of disappointment or setback. Time after time, something's going to go wrong, it's going to get in my way, or it's just plain going to be lousy. I remember really vividly a day that we were supposed to get news of our largest contract ever, and it looked completely like this deal was done. Everybody, the, the, the CFO, everyone was saying, yep, this thing's done, we'll be ready to sign it tomorrow. And um, it was a huge deal. It would have changed the face of the company in a really, really positive way. And I remember the day that it happened. We, uh, we had a program called Solar by Soldiers. And um, we had one of the veterans uh, had called off. And so there was another one up on a ladder. And I was actually out on the job site. And I was holding the ladder. And the phone rang. And so I, I grabbed it. And it was from the guy we were partnering with. I'm fully expecting the, we got the deal and I got the, nope, the CEO pulled the plug at the last second. And I remember standing there and just feeling sick. I wanted to run away. I just didn't want to do any of it anymore. The voices of doom in my head started back up. See, there's no way you're going to make it. Or why would you think you'd get a project like that? You're not big enough for that. You're not good enough for that. So what I've learned over time is that in these moments, we've got a couple choices. The first and easiest is to allow these stories to swirl in our head and start to believe them. We can wallow in these thoughts. We can give up. Maybe we don't give up forever, but we do for a few hours, a few days, a few weeks, a month, whatever it is. Our second choice is to recognize these as thoughts and question their validity. So again, we're going to have a feeling and that's normal, and we need, to, we need to feel that and go through it. But we can counter the voices of doom and fertility. We can tell ourselves that it's not final. It's not fatal. We can carry on. It doesn't mean that what we're doing is pointless. It's a setback. It's not a defeat. This is obviously the better option. 
we've got to recognize first that what we're doing is we're telling ourselves stories about what all this means. And then we need to try and tell ourselves stories that are a little bit more useful. The challenge, of course, as I mentioned, is that we mentally recognize that there are stories. There is still an emotional component to this that hurts. But it's really separating the, the, the emotional feeling from, I'll call it the script of dread, right? Where we, we start spinning off into all the things that are going to happen. The best approach for me is to remind myself that these are just stories and remind myself that the future is not decided. The best thing for me was just to get back to work. In the past, and still sometimes today, it's very easy for something to go wrong and me just to say fuck it and do nothing for a while except escape in some way. Watch a movie, eat ice cream, spend hours whiling away the day on Twitter or Facebook, just doing nothing. But again, the biggest revelation to me in building a company and starting a podcast and all that is that I couldn't do that. If I let every disappointment throw me off course, I'd never get anywhere. I'd get a lot of screwing around done, but I sure wouldn't be building a company or moving forward. So I've trained myself to some degree to recognize that I'm telling myself stories about what the setback means. Then I try and get back to what I had planned on doing, get back to the next sales call, work on the next budget, record the next mini episode, send the emails that I want, invite another guest. By taking action, I tend to silence a little bit more those voices and doubts. I'm sending myself a signal that what I'm doing is important, that it matters, and that I'm not going to be easily dissuaded. So to sort of just summarize back over this, when we hit a disappointment or a setback, we're going to feel an emotion. That's fine. We should feel it, acknowledge it, and, and allow ourselves to be disappointed. But what we have to watch out for is spinning off into stories of doom or what this means about how the future is going to be or how good we are. And instead of that is to get back to the work that we need to do. What is the next thing in front of me that I can do? And by doing that, we're sending a message to ourselves that we can get through these things, that we're not going to be dissuaded, and that we're going to make progress. So hopefully this is helpful to you in some way. As always, love to hear from you. Um, shoot an email, anything. And uh, if you haven't signed up for the seven habits of highly effective people, part one is out now and you can still sign up on the website, oneufeed.net slash email. Thanks. And we'll talk to you soon.